0: Hi, my name's Sean shaler That's my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube oh, and Twitter fame. <laughs> of YouTube fame to the tune of five thousand uh, subscribers. Every one of those guys has the bell clicked. I know they're all getting the notifications. Probably, <laughs> I know that's important. <laughs> I hated when that became a thing, just because then every YouTube video, like the little disclaimer at the end, had to get like one line longer. It's like, all right, that's that's mm-hmm. enough of that. But uh yeah, go the the objective. <laughs> to say, I've never
1: absolutely I've never asked anyone to hit that bell, which is I should ask I mean I ask at the end of my videos, like the very end, I say, um if you got some of this video, thank you for watching. Uh please like, comment, share, consider subscribing. And sincerely thank you for watching. I'm out. I've never said hit that bell. I'm just like I don't even want to hit the bell,
0: some people get the obnoxious i don't I have like three or four channels that I watch religiously, and I don't have the bell Chris. I don't have the bell on your channel, probably because I have access to your channel from my computer, so I pretty much see <laughs> when when you have uh new videos up and scheduled. It's kind of creepy to think of it that way, but you know, whatever part of the podcast <laughs> life. I, but a lot of channels have, like, the obnoxious bell sound. They'll be like, hit that bell. Yeah. Ding. Like, no, stop it. I know what a bell sounds like. And that bell don't even do that when I hit it. So don't get my hopes up. <laughs> happy Happy Labor Day in a couple of days. Uh, I assume we'll publish this on Saturday. Be safe out there doing whatever you're doing. If you're, if you're drinking on the lake or whatever, be smart. Be safe. All that good stuff. We're going to try to shrink this episode down a, a little bit. We won't shortchange it. But not a full cast, maybe. Um... <laughs> Chris is trying to move houses. I'm trying to switch jobs. Um, maybe Chris move I, houses. Maybe move oh, houses. Yeah. I I hope definitely move jobs. You know, I had to do, like, the drug screen thing. Chris, I've never done mm. an illegal substance in my entire life. But there's something about, like, just waiting on drug screen results that makes me nervous. Like, it can't make me nervous. It's not possible. And I was like, well, what if Aldi <laughs> slipped some stuff in my peanut butter? I don't know. So... <laughs> You've ever done a test for someone else before? I have. I have, yeah, for previous uh, previous jobs. No, terror. I meant, like, for another person. Oh, you meant you had to give them your, your stuff. I got you. <laughs>
1: my, my, friend in college, my friend in college, he calls me. He's like, hey, what I'm about to say sounds stupid, but just keep come over here and pee in this condom for me.
0: <laughs> that... That's what real like, friends
1: do. I'm Like what? What? He's like, I have to take a drug test. And I know, you're. I know you're clean. <laughs> like it was one thing to be the designated driver. Apparently, I was the designated drug taker. Drug
0: taker. <laughs> yeah. Drug not taker.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he had me,
0: peeing a condom,
1: not in front of him. I, I went to the bathroom and did it. Right. Uh, you don't and, want to go uh, into
0: the dude's room and do that. And he did. He did tie it up. And then, like,
1: right before his test, I think he microwaved it to make it warm. And then he went to go take <laughs> the test.
0: So I, I get a little nervous about using the restroom in public sometimes. It's mo- usually not an issue. But this case, there's, like, a narrow – there's, like, one doorway between me and this nurse that's waiting – and uh I didn't go pee like right before I left the house because I was like, you know, I wanna be able to pee when I get there. And then the waiting line was very long, so I was waiting a long time and then I had to pee really bad. <laughs> and then there's this nurse that has to wait on me to like pee the minimal amount that the cup requires. Yeah. <laughs> and then way more pee in the toilet for coats. <laughs> it's so awkward. Whatever. Those people have seen it all. Like I, I can get subconscious, but nothing about that's gonna be weird to that lady. She's seen everything. Long story short, really nervous about this drug screen for zero reason because I've never taken a legal substance in my life. I smoked a cigar Me like neither. five years ago and that's as close as I can get. That um, sounds gross. <laughs> I, you remember Zach? I smoked a cigar with Zach from one of the after like a Nicaraguan trip for some of the uh-huh, merchants yeah. or something and I did yeah. it uh, and I'm glad I did it but it was still Just gross. Fit in. Yeah, it's still gross. <laughs> um, long story short, Busy lives. Short episode. But it's okay. This one's called A Leaf in the Wind, and I don't think it's going to take us all that long to talk about.
1: No, it will not. So let's get into it. Cora is starting her air temple training with Tenzin, and things are going terribly, <laughs> I guess. Um, one thing, I think Cora looks great, and I like how she folds up the elbows, but not bored. Tenzin trades out. Okay, there's one bit of just Pure comedy and, and and this one scene where they're all meditating. And so, like, you have, like, the airbending kids. <laughs> and is trying to get them to meditate. And Cora, she just scratches her butt. <laughs> and it's so human. It's so, like, that... I'm really curious if the animators overseas in Korea, in Korea added that. Or was that, like, actually in the script?
0: I would like to know, too, if they have to, like, hey, we got to animate this. I need somebody to go sit in the stool and just... Model, you know, just so we can yeah. Visualize it, it better, anymore. you know Yeah But uh, And then Milo falls like asleep in that same scheme. Yeah, when he falls asleep is in the same scene
1: <laughs> Yeah uh, But um, Yeah, and then They also go through some other training These like Wooden Pillar Pillar things are all spinning You gotta kind of work your way through them
0: Kind of like turn uh, style pillar thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: That turn with airbending. And Cora is, is so abrasive and, and eager to get through. She's like, all right, let's do this. And she just gets whammed by them all. Um, but it's about being the leaf in the wind. Like, because they show the leaf is going through it. I mean, like, I, and I do love the kind of philosophy that Tenzin is teaching her. It's like, as an airbender, you know, you learn to move with the flow. And when, when, uh, when something confronts you, you, learn to just uh I don't know, just gradually move like against it in a way uh, really like interesting just, air in bending. just the
0: force it's such a subtle bending art right? that just the force of the thing coming at you and like moving that air and just pushing yeah. you with it like you're always a step ahead of it that's kind of a yeah. deep lesson for episode two at least
1: yeah um so also she, she's still not getting it though. And she brings up pro-bending to him and Tenzin already doesn't like pro-bending because he's like makes a mockery of the sport. He doesn't like it. He makes it a mockery of bending. He doesn't like it. But some of the White Lotus is like listening to the match on the radio. <laughs> and then eventually Korra decides to... She like blows up at Tenzin telling him that he's... The reason why she's not a good teacher is probably because she. The reason why she's not a good bender the reason why she can't airbend is because Tenzin isn't a good teacher. Which Korra's being a jerk <laughs> at that point. But she's a Braddy seventeen year old who's the thing is I feel I kinda relate to Cora in this in a sense because like right Cora is really great at the three elements, but then this element she's not great at. It reminded me in college of when I was a pretty straight A student. But I had this one class called the Financial Markets and I made like a C in that class and the teacher was my advisor. I'm like can't you see that I'm really smart and <laughs> you can see my own transcript? I'm making like all oh, A's, but in your class for some reason I'm making a C. It must be you, <laughs> or or <laughs> I didn't. I never said that to her. That's what I thought. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a fair question.
1: Uh, in her defense, she was. In my defense, she was really. But in her defense, I slept in the class sometimes. In my defense, she was really boring. And so usually I would like just wear my hoodie like, like this and just head down.
0: Oh, I'm so so jealous at you right now. Just the ability to have fallen asleep in class. That kind of pisses me off how jealous I am. You just fall asleep like that.
1: I'm a great sleeper, Sean. I'm a terrible sleeper.
0: I would fail a sleeping (laughs) class. I'd be up thinking about, do they really want me to fall (laughs) asleep or is this some kind of test? (laughs)
1: Um, so, yeah, I kind of really to but that.
0: In that I was kind of <laughs> mad I made a, a
1: C in our glass. I should have... If I would have tried...
0: I, we should have made halfway,
1: right? If she was a good teacher, I would have made an A. But if a I was a good better, student, if you're
0: a little better, you...
1: Yeah. I should have... Yeah. I should... I probably... If I would have just tried harder, I could have made a B. But, I don't know. For some reason, I just wasn't filling that class <laughs> I mean it, whatever it didn't make a big change anything it had a three points it's something GPA so, so uh, man I feel like I'm bragging about myself here but it's a good GPA you should be proud of it, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stay in school kids yeah, but totally, don't, yeah you know what but don't physically go to school right now take take virtual <laughs> um yeah so
1: anyway she's a jerk I wasn't a jerk to my teacher, but Korra was a jerk to Tenzin, and I do like how their kids blow up at hey, it, like, um, Milo's like, yeah daddy, you're a terrible teacher, and, then, and I think at one point, Tenzin tells Jinora's like, when you're a teenager, promise me you won't act like that, she's like, I'm, I will make no promises which is I, I, one thing I love, the family aspect of the airbending kids, especially with Cora. <laughs> she feels like she's part of the family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I always love that.
0: And, um, and Tenzin's still trying to figure out how to be a teacher and a dad asking a yeah, girl also, not to be like that. What?
1: Yeah. Also, I, in Cora's defense, I don't think Tenzin is a great airbending teacher, which is weird to say he's the only person who can teach airbending
0: but that but... doesn't make him yeah it doesn't make him a great teacher it just makes him the uh. only one who can do it at all yeah, maybe that's not even true or you know he's the only one that can airbend but it's like maybe there's a better airbending like just a more studied uh mega fan out there somewhere One of Angus yeah. fan club members studied all the moves I mean, I feel like his
1: teaching methods come in direct conflict with airbending philosophies about freedom and everything. Cora says this. And Tenzin's like, Airbending is the element of freedom. Just like, Really? Because I'm not free to leave this island and like and like if, if Cora really did get the I don't know, like to me Angel's probably looking through him like, Ah, come on. Although you know, Ang will be boring learning from Tenzin. Um, but in yeah, Tenzin's and, defense, he
0: did not sit there and take it either. It might handle it better, but
1: yeah, like Tenzin, he is the way he is because he has the weight of a whole entire civilization and culture on his back. Like he has, there's, there's, there was no other way to be but to be kind of uptight like he is.
0: I, uh, it's funny you say that. It's like I actually sided with Tenzin when Korra made that comment about not being free. Because in my mind, is like, no, you dummy. and an airbender. He means like free from earthly at, at, like attachment and, and need and desire <laughs> and stuff. And so I actually totally side with the tens in there, but just in that part, I don't think he's a great teacher either.
1: Um, but Cora then <laughs> escapes the island. She goes to where they have pro bending matches and she sneaks in there. And then she meets Bolin, who <laughs> they have this weird exchange. But um, the generator guy and, and they're pretty much like oh yeah, I'm with him, she's with her but no, we're not with each other type of deal which uh, Bolin, though, is still trying to get Korra and then he teaches her some bending techniques. Oh, Mako comes in and Mako doesn't really give a crap about Korra at all. Yeah, he thinks yeah. she's kind of just a fangirl and uh, and uh Korra's like, hey, can you show me something? And show me some, some moves like some pro-bending moves and and is like oh yeah sure I can I'm not sure that my earthbending will translate to your waterbending she's like oh I'm an earthbender and he's like oh 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 I'm sorry I, I just assumed with your water tribe getup that you were in a waterbender she's like yeah I'm a waterbender too and the firebender and then <laughs> Bolin's like I am confused <laughs> and then Mako's like I'm an idiot and you're the avatar of course like both are true it's just a, <laughs> and then Bolin kind of fans out about being the av- being the avatar there. He's he's so entertaining to watch and absorb. Yeah, but I love Bolin. Yeah. PJ, yeah, PJ Bryan does a great job. I think uh, voice acting for Bolin. Uh, anyway, Bolin then teaches her um, pro bending moves. Which at first she bends and she's really she earth bends the disc and she's really like stance and stuff. And Bolin's like, "Yeah, that's great, but you'll leave yourself wide open." And I think it's an interesting. Um, evolution of, of bending, right? Because martial arts, and and this is from outsider looking in, seems to be more of a way of life, more of um, a calming thing, something to kind of test your your own self to calm yourself. And fighting is more like, I need to, which a lot of martial arts is is like this. Um, I need to dispel of my opponent quickly, type of deal. And I feel like bending is more of that, like that old school feel of like. No, the real reason why we do bending is is to connect to our spiritual selves, things like this. While pro bending is like, no, we're we're about fighting here.
0: Turning something so cord- highly, highly spiritual, or and or highly, what's the word like? Uh, there's like a whole worldly culture built around this thing and now we've turned it into a competition kind of like something that didn't originate as a game and they've turned it into a game yeah which uh, which I like the game oh I haven't gotten to bending yet um, uh, I don't like ProBending yeah. so much but you know whatever it's fine uh, uh, whatever. It, it could be better uh, it could be better
1: uh, so uh, Korra continues trying to train. She gets nowhere and nowhere again. And then... Uh, so she watches one of their matches, and then she takes place in one of the matches. And then... Uh, she... Because <laughs> she, one of their guys quits, their waterbender guy quits. And... So Cora steps in. And they like, in a pro-bending match... <laughs> she, she... She's first waterbending, and then she's kind of... She's new at it. She's not as good... She uses earth bending, and everyone's like, uh, "What the heck?" And like, it's the Avatar, <laughs> which is really interesting. They still let her play, but as long as she only bends water, which I think is a good rule. That's fair, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then they're still, she gets knocked out, and Tenzin comes in, and she's pretty much just like, "Listen, no, I need to be." They have an argument, uh, which I do love their mentor relationship even though I don't think Tenzin is the greatest airbeating teacher. I think he's a great mentor to Korra. It really has her back a lot. Um, Which I think is the best mentor mentee relationship. I think it's even better than the Ira-Zuko relationship because I think in this one as as a mentor, as a mentor. Purely a mentor. Because I think in this one a good mentor kind of learns from his mentee and vice versa. I think those two really help each other out. While I think Iroh is more of a one-way street, um, Iroh has kind of already come full circle, even though Zuko is a replacement for... I don't want to say a replacement, but for for gluten. Um,
0: Agreed? But,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm
0: thinking. I'm just thinking about pro bending now in the order of sport, like fantasy, okay. not real sports. So
1: one thing, uh, I think pro bending is one of the best fantasy sports because I think it has very set rules, and it's it's it has like it, it it has very good frame of how to win the match. Right, they have the zones and everything. They have rules you can't. You can't like water hole someone. Like, you can't just have a heavy flow of water. Um, you can't knock people off the side of the ring. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do like how when court first started, she just whopped people over the side of the ring and got a technical foul. Um, there's a little bit too much uh, cheating in it, but which I almost feel like almost makes the rules uh, even, even more important. Um, but I, I love pro bending, especially playing it in the video game. I think it's.
0: Uh, I think it's a really great fantasy game. in In my mind of fantasy sports, there's like at the bottom of the barrel is Quidditch, which is crap. Uh, Quidditch yeah, is the worst. Crap. And then there's like the robot boxing from Real Steel, and then like right above that, there is pro bending. And then like way up high somewhere, there's like Kirby Stream Course, which is that weird combination of, of putt putt golf and and pool or something like that. No, I I don't. Mostly, one big issue I had is that, like, when the other team just like tires out. Like, in all of Avatar lore up to this point, it's like never has a Bender just tires. Like, I'm pooped. I can't bend anymore. That's it. I can't do it. It's like Uh, you guys are pro Benders, and you just run out of juice mid game. Like, how many times Kobe take himself out of game because he couldn't hoist a shot up, Chris? How many times? Uh, Zero uh, times ever in his whole life. So that was a minor qualm. And then I also don't really like the zone rules because they seem to, like, escalate to the end of the match more quickly instead of, uh, like, working for, like, a competitive balance or, uh, or to, I guess, what am I trying to say, to, to help comebacks and things like that happen. I don't really like the zone rules all that much. So minor qualms is still way better than, than Quidditch by Miles. I can't think of any other fantasy sports
1: yeah I can either basketball maybe but Base- that just seem kind of stupid
0: basketball is pretty stupid as a movie and as, as a fan of stupid <laughs> yeah. comedies basketball is pretty terrible as a sport and a movie that can go by quidditch um,
1: okay um, so then Tenzin and Kor have another argument and then Kor goes back into the ring because they survived their match because you have to win like three out of five matches or something like that two out of whatever um, so is being like attacked again by all these different benders on the other side eventually it triggers in her head of like the, the airbending styles and she learns to just move around it and now she can't like even be hit which a lot of people talk about how is like really aggressive and stuff you know in my Korra versus Aang fights but then you know, she picked up airbending tactics pretty
0: pretty well I do like that Tenzin, when he said we got the number one tool for training airbenders, and I thought he was just going to sit down and make her meditate more or whatever, but it's like, no, he actually had something lined up. So I'm going to give one point to Tenzin for having a real training mechanism set up. That helped. That mm-hmm. had immediate payoff.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then Tenzin stayed for the match to watch how the match ended, and then he cheered for core and then left away. Really? Mutual, yeah. Uh, yeah, then he left away. But, um, yeah, and then afterwards, Cora and Tenzin have a pretty good heart-to-heart. Like Cora even tells him, "Like, listen, I'm sorry. Before, I was more frustrated myself and took get on you." Which I think that's good, good growth. Like people say things that they don't really mean, and it's important to know, um, you know, why you said them and everything.
0: Especially Most young the time, people. Absolutely. Yeah. Not, sorry, that sounds like I'm pointing finger at all other young people. I mean, like me when I was young. And still to this day.
1: Yeah. I, mean, I think that's important to you know that like anytime you come against someone who, I don't know, may be rude or mean to you, oftentimes it's not a reflection of you, but it's a reflection of them. Um, that's so, very deep. I, don't know, I, I think about that all the time. Like, what is this person going through to, to, to make them this way? I mean, unless I'm just a crappy person and I did something terrible, that's all it I, I don't think I'm a crappy person.
0: Just, but, I've met a lot of people and I wouldn't put you in that bucket.
1: <laughs> this whole time you've hated me.
0: <laughs> you know those, uh, those two hours a week we spend together every week? Yeah. <laughs> it's crap.
1: Yeah. Um, and then that's essentially how the episode ends. Them two being on a on much better terms with each other. uh pretty much saying, like, he he admitted he was wrong. It was like, pro-bending was, was a great teaching method for you. Uh, but, you bend, but she still can't airbend though.
0: But she's got the moves down. That's step one. Yeah. Uh, yes. I, I like that it ended with a really nice heart-to-heart, and it felt legitimate, too. It was very well-scripted. Um, it was really nice. You don't sort of expect that much emotional attachment from characters in episode two, I guess but i I dug it, ready to go to some ratings? yes,
1: let's, do it. let's see it. see if my phone dies before then, just like that one time. Oh.
0: <laughs> racing some. Oh, some.
1: So, oh, I forgot the viewer uh someone was nice to comment goes on, on our, we didn't edit it out in our originally in our YouTube one, and then we didn't edit it out in in the in the podcast on all the podcast sites. I, I did eventually, like,
0: yeah, but not not um, not right away. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Someone came over. Like, I came over just to the YouTube one, just to tell you <laughs> that I that I read the that I watched the one the unedited version, <laughs> which I thought, oh, that's cool that yeah, you even. Uh, Came back over here.
0: Sorry about it, uh, but we appreciate your your dedication. I did get it edited, but it takes a long time to get back up onto those sites, and I didn't get it edited on the audio version right away. So yeah, there was a there was some awkward blank minutes in there.
1: <laughs> I wish I could find a comment.
0: A dedication oh, well. to the game, right there.
1: Oh wait, here it is from Hub Holman. Getting back from my vacation to this. What the hell's Netflix thinking, especially after the Disaster 2010? Anyway, just here to tell you guys you forgot to cut out the phone dying part on Spotify. Still enjoyed it, though. 10 out of 10. So thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. I said, I said oh, oh, crap. I blame Sean. <laughs> I, I said I don't handle the podcast sites.
0: I totally swear I did it, but it does take a long time to get out there, and I didn't get on it very quick. So sorry, man. But I appreciate you coming to YouTube to make the comment. So that's meaningful. <laughs> He's,
1: he did say he liked the sneak peek behind the scenes thing. so It's,
0: good. it's probably just me casting like, son of a bitch. That's <laughs> our behind the scenes. It's just me getting mad at technology.
1: All right. If I do cut out here in a bit, it's because my phone is dying, but I'll be on like immediately
0: afterwards. Whatever. I'll just be little, I'll just, whatever. He's done. Bye.
1: Okay. I'll visual eight because Cora's great animated show. Um, <laughs> the bending was done really well vague comments specifically the the Korra and the Korra air bidding tactics at the end of the episode and also her going through that little obstacle thing I think was done uh, really well story seven and a half uh, not much mostly we just got a good sense of Korra and introduction to Mako and Bolin kind of their dynamic and so that was really cool but I think that most pays off in memorability which got an 8 um, I think getting to know Bolin, I think you get to know him really quick off the back, off the bat, and then uh, Mako's not that great right now, not yet. But
0: he turns the corner so, fairly quickly. but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's a seven point eight out of ten. I'm kind of surprised I rated this um, fairly low. I feel like, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be my lowest rated episode. That's going to come later, probably episode five or six, I think.
0: I went to uh, 7.5 hey. on audio-visual. Uh, probably could have gone a little higher. I don't know if I gave enough credit to the bending itself, but yeah, it's good. Story, I, I wasn't enthralled. I know you get to meet uh, Mako and, and Bolin, but it's very it's very exposition-y. All of this is uh, feels very exposition So, you know, 7, it's, it's fine. Whatever. And then same with memorable, other than meeting those two. Uh, you know, the, I mentioned the pro-bending doesn't do a lot for me. I like those two as characters, but um, you know, once you meet them and then you see the pro bending match, like that's most of the episode, right there. It's like half of an episode. So it there again, not bad. It's just fine. So that came out to a seven point two, which brought us as a group to a seven point five out of ten. It's episode two. It's you know, it's fine. Yeah. Don't I mean yeah, you can't I do think it. I
1: do think things pick up uh pretty much after this. We haven't even met the antagonists
0: yet. Uh yeah, we've uh, maybe heard it, uh, well, I don't even know if we heard his name. Maybe just the organization. But no, I can confirm. Yeah. I watched, uh, I admit, I watched the full disc today. Well, just watch wait, Sean. Times. Just wait, Sean. Save it. We uh, need sa- save it. Well, <laughs> I still am capturing all this original emotion, essentially. Right. Uh, I will validate that it picks up very quickly. Uh, very quick turnaround. So that's, uh, that's episode two. I know it. Well, gross. I forgot to change it there terrible editing skills that is episode two and um i'm really excited to be started on core i'm glad we're here i don't know what else to say but we we bought some time in between to line up with netflix and now we're into it and i'm enthralled to be back in it into a serialized storyline ditto that's what i got all right hey happy happy labor day uh be safe don't do anything stupid on on labor day or if you do do it in a controlled environment <laughs> is that is that good advice and thanks sure. i don't know if it is or not just don't do anything stupid just be safe um thanks for watching and all the nice comments and stuff like that we will come back at you next week probably just with standard episodes uh, 3 and 4 we're going to roll through Cora and i'm i am stoked chris final thoughts uh no i'm out okay cool. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. My phone didn't uh... (laughs) die. We made it.